So welcome to the Powering Authenticity podcast. Thanks for tuning in for our very first episode. I say very first episode. We've recorded this. I don't know how many times now. But that's just the perfectionist in us. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, I suppose we should start off with who we are, what we're all about, and uh, what you can expect joining in with us. So I'll start off. My name is Danny. I'm 26 years old. I'm a young entrepreneur in the making. I'm a podcast enthusiast. Um, I'm so excited to start in this journey and create a space for ambitious women uh, where they can come and feel seen, heard, and that's exactly what we're trying to do with this podcast. Um, so I'm here with my co-host and bestie, Jill. Yeah, thanks, Dan. You covered it all so well. So I'm Jill. I'm 40 and thriving. Danny and I have had this conversation. 40 for me is my season. Um, I'm so looking forward to <laughs> this decade because I just feel at one with myself. Um and I really want us to talk a lot about that in podcast, you know, because as women, we are so good at masking what's happening inside. So yeah. I have been in leadership positions pretty much since I was 17 years old. And outwardly, I have it all together, right? I'm a strong woman. Um, I am a strong voice in a room. But inside, that wasn't the story. And yeah. I know a lot of listeners will feel exactly the same. And so... Powering authenticity to me, as it is to you, Danny, is an opportunity to help women yeah. believe in their voice through that sisterhood that our community can create, through mentorship, because there's nothing more powerful than sharing our experiences with other people, and that's peer mentorship as well. And through, like I guess, building genuine connections with other women, yeah. because creating community and connections with other people that are in the same place as you is so profound you know Danny before we started you talked about a group that you just joined around podcasts you're starting a podcast so uh, being around <laughs> minded people is so important and I find that throughout my career in life yeah. of finding community is incredibly important so yes a uh, long long answer to a short question <laughs> was really really delighted that we you know decided yeah. to do this podcast and um it will shape the way that our listeners want it to shape but what will always remain the same is that it will be a community for ambitious women ambition is not a dirty word you see by the time you've worked with us if you have got used to seeing ambition without cringing at the fact that you're calling yourself an ambitious <laughs> woman then we are winning yeah, it's exactly. true, Dan, isn't it? it? The word ambition is so uncomfortable. I can even feel it. Even mm. though I say it and I say it in confidence, I still inside. Um, yeah, it's, I still really struggle even saying the things that I'm good at because I feel it's that immediate, oh, but what are people going to judge upon me yeah. for like saying things like that? So if I start a conversation by saying, I'm a really, really good communicator, I feel, oh, do people think I'm full of myself immediately? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not being arrogant but it's always that but take that but out it's you are good at what you do uh, ambition yeah. is not a dirty word and you should be proud of the things that you're talented at and that's what we want to if there's anything that you can take away from this podcast just know that we will always be your biggest cheerleaders yeah put you with what your talents are and Dan, I have been working so hard on that language, you know, just as you've described. And I'll give you an example. I was in a, I've had a bit of a difficult business situation to deal with. You know where there's a not an equal match of energy. There's no wrong person, no right, but there's not an equal match of energy. 
And I remember saying to one of the parties involved, to be like, I am excellent and I need people to match me in that excellence. And, you know, when I was reflecting on it afterwards, I thought, you know, in that moment, I believed that. And yeah. that is a massive step yeah. forward for me. Yeah. Um, because before, one, because it's true. If I had to evidence that, I could evidence that, right? There's something so powerful about when you change the way that you speak to yourself, it has such a profound impact on you. And yeah. the other part of that, though, Dan, is is I don't think you should do it toxic, kind of toxic positivity. So I don't say to myself, well, you're excellent at this, if I'm not. So <laughs> the other side of that coin, I guess, is having a growth mindset and understanding where your growth needs to happen. Yeah. And if you can balance those two, then you're on the road to being happier. Because ultimately, is that not what this is all about? Yeah. I think about success as happiness. Success equals me being able to have the freedoms that I choose that might be different than what you choose. Yeah, and it's funny when you when you talk about that. It was one of the things that uh, we'll talk about this a lot, but therapy with my therapist, and when I was talking about my kind of drive and my ambition with things she was you do realize that what you're striving towards is a feeling and I was how is it taking me this long to figure out I'm well, a smart woman and I can't yeah. the dots so many women and obviously we don't talk for all women right but it's certainly true to a lot of the people that we know is you've spent your life being told other people's feelings or opinions are more important than yours and that is something I think instinctively as girls, and it's unconsciously done a lot of time. Nobody's yeah. purposely doing it. Well, some people might purposely be doing it because of a set of beliefs they have. But most of the time, it's unconsciously done. It's so embedded in our society. You have to be a good girl. And being a good girl is putting other people's emotions before your own um, or acting in a different way. You know, we talked about the workplace, you know, as a manager, I look back, you know, as a young manager, masculine attributes I um, adopted in order to manage people were so profound. <laughs> they shaped who I was throughout my mm-hmm. 20s. Yeah. Um, and then when you, I got into my 30s, I started thinking, hold on a little bit. And to be honest with you, Dad, if I'm honest, it's the younger women in my life that like kind of flipped that switch for me because I remember having a conversation with my sister and I must have been in my early 30s and my sister is nine years younger than me and I'd be like I was working in a much bigger organization it's like you know there's a real problem with women in the organization they're always trying to push down younger women because I had a couple of young female graduates in my team and more senior female women in my opinion were behaving in um, not a friendly way or a supportive way yeah. you know and when we were having that conversation she's yeah but you're blaming the women you know you're blaming them they've been like brought up in a working environment where it's competition over collaboration yeah. it's instinctive within them also there's something inherent within you and she made me look at myself yeah the fact that I was judging the women more than I was judging the men who behaved in the same way but you you I expected more from the women anyway yeah. so yeah we learn don't we we learn yeah. from the other people around us and yeah so going back to that my theories I went through that um process of really having to search deep within mm-hmm. myself you Dan did a lot of therapy still do a lot of therapy I had lots of mentors and coaches um, and trying to figure out who I was yeah. and I tell you Dan I run much better teams and much happier teams as a result yeah. and 
it's so much less work. It's interesting when you're, and I love how you were talking about that conversation coming from your sister, because I always feel the way that I carry myself with a bit more confidence now, I've made it, I'm kind of in the middle of my 20s, but my early 20s, I would say, I was just, and even maybe just before that, just crippling anxiety constantly, constantly feeling I needed to prove myself and in the workplace or anything in general, to be honest, almost really to a place where it was not authentic. It wasn't a place where I felt comfortable or confident in, but it was, I had to upsell myself so that I was always taken seriously. Yeah. And I suppose having conversations, many a conversation with you and other female colleagues and our besties, I have feel now I hold myself with a lot more confidence in saying, this is what I'm really good at. This is where I'm comfortable, where I sit. But also, I don't try and pretend I know everything. And I don't yeah. pretend to have the answer for everything anymore. And it's so funny because I, I can see the stark difference. Because even when I sit in meetings, I'll see some of my um, colleagues who are women. And they try and upsell themselves in meetings. And then you'll see male counterparts. And they, they sit and they'll go, oh, yeah, I don't know that. And it's, that's okay. But if, if the minute... Do they say they, they don't know? So. But it's, it's almost accepted. <laughs> so there's this story that someone told me and I will get the figures wrong right but the essence of the story is so there was this experiment where they advertised a job let's say it's a marketing manager job and they are they advertised it at 25 brands and the large majority of the applicants were women overwhelmingly so they advertised then this exact same job they didn't change anything but they changed the salary to 40 grand and it was all men nearly and hardly any women. There you go. It's so funny um, when you touch even on salary there, because I know, well, you know, Jill, I had conversations with you where I've had to have, and I, it was the most awkward conversation of my life where I had to like approach an employer and say, I need to be paid more. Um, yeah. And at the time, even though I, I, I knew I could go off and go and work for somebody else and get that money, it was such an awkward conversation for me to have. But I suppose what was really helpful in that time was having the sisterhood, the mentorship um, of talking to well, other women. Because you wouldn't have asked. That's yeah, the, exactly. I wouldn't have had the confidence to go and do that. Even though I knew what my worth was, I knew that I deserved more pay at that point. And it was even still, even though I knew that, inherently knew that about myself, and I knew I could go off and get another job and get that pay, that conversation was really so Dan, did you really think is that not part of the problem because with rose tinted glasses you're saying oh i knew i could go get another job and get another salary but did you really have that confidence at that time i think that's part of the problem and it might yeah. not have been for you but i think that's part of the problem we can look at, and going back to this job advert that we see yeah. we've just talked about is that, and I certainly know this for myself still to be true, is we know it logically, but we don't feel it. Yeah. So we can um, trick ourselves into thinking that we are confident enough to do all this stuff and we'll do it. We'll go and ask for that job salary. But the coaching I have to do around my money mindset internally is just brutal because these conversations are not natural. They just yeah. don't come natural to me. Yeah. It honestly was one of the hardest like conversations that I've had to approach in my professional life so far. Mm. And even thinking about it now, I can still feel the anxiety at yeah. the conversation. But the thing that 
made me have the conversation was speaking to you and speaking yeah. to other women, I would not have approached that conversation. I would have stayed silent because I there was a part of me as well. And I, I hate that I thought this, but there was a yeah. part of me that was, I should be grateful. I should be grateful to have this job. And yeah, I do. And of course, I'm grateful for that. But it's at the same time, it's, I'm also allowed to expect more for my time and my worth. Um, I would never have had the confidence to approach those kind of conversations if I didn't have sisterhood in my life at that point. And it's been so mm-hmm. important to me throughout my life to have sisterhood and mentorship because it's those honest conversations, those really, really honest conversations that you have with a, a lot of my friends or my colleagues, they give you perspective. Sure. And that, the honesty is the key there because we don't need anyone blowing smoke up our arse, do we? Um, and we, we need people that are going to be honest. Now, I have really honest conversations with people who I mentor, Danny. Um, I've had honest conversations when I've mentored you in the past because if you're telling yourself a story that you're confident in a certain task or you have knowledge in something that you don't in your core feel you do, then you're just not going to be able to deliver that in an authentic and meaningful yeah. way, right? So why do it? So if I'm not good at something, I need somebody who's going to say to me, within a kind and compassionate way, maybe that's an area of growth for you. Or yeah. that didn't really come across in the way that you think it came across. Yeah. Um, and I do think I do worry sometimes about like, you know, sort of toxic positivity because um, it just doesn't serve us. It just doesn't no. serve us. So always having compassion and kindness in your heart is really important when giving feedback. And also as women to have that network of people around us that we can trust that it's a safe space. Yeah. Because not everyone will have your interests in heart. I love this uh, one from Ellen from uh, Grey's Anatomy not everybody is going to stand and cheerleader you you just have to accept that like yeah. people are going to be jealous they're going yeah. to not have kind compassionate things to say yeah but that comes back to what we're trying to create and what we have in our lives I hope is sisterhood and not just sisterhood in terms of friends sisterhood of fellow ambitious women who are yeah. going to see it as is and are going to push you yeah. as well yeah I think those conversations are so important because we've even had those conversations with me recently where you're like Dan is that really authentic is that where you feel comfortable no but I feel I need to prove myself and when we went like back over and had that honest conversation it's been amazing because my whole mindset has really changed I'm really really confident now that this is where I am this is where I want to get to I'm not an expert or I have all CV qualifications for it yet but this is what I'm working towards and I'm more confident saying I don't have it all figured out but that's okay that's cool this is who yeah. I am because there, right there is a difference isn't there there's upselling yourself upselling yourself should be authentic so it should be based on what you are great at and then there's having that aspirational development and growth mindset and I suppose that goes back to where we started. We feel we always have to upsell ourselves. Yeah. But if we're doing that on things we really don't feel confident about, then I think that comes across. And by the way, I'm speaking from personal experience. I think, oh, I can do anything. I can take on any task. But you're not supposed to master everything. Some things aren't there for you to master. So I think in the conversation you and I had, Dan, and that I have with other mentees, is find your story like what is your story where are you going 
and how does what you've done up until this point weave into that story yeah because there's nothing more powerful than having so much pride in what you've achieved and seeing how to link it into where you're going yeah and it is it's it's that story of where I'm going that's and I always I think that's where I I always fell down because of lack of confidence. And it was it really, for me, I always felt I was constantly trying to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and that might just be from the kind of industries that I've worked in. And, you know, it was more male dominated. You know, it was it was a tough gig for a woman. And I do feel I constantly was trying to like prove myself. Whereas now I'm just, I am so, so confident and proud of the things that I'm really good at and I've achieved. And I know where I want to go. But I'm not going to pretend that I've got all these things figured out yet. And it's, I think as well, and I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram this week about the pressure you feel in your 20s. And probably you feel at every other age as well. But particularly in your 20s, it's being a pressure cooker and having to have everything sorted out. There's such immense pressure to have your life sorted and put yourself in a a pigeonhole of where you're going to be in life and have it all figured out and perfect. And everybody that I speak to who's my age doesn't have a clue what they're doing. And, you know... Or my age, Dan. (laughs) Exactly. And I, I, I think it is a lifelong thing. But it is this pressure and these honest, frank conversations with myself and with other people. It took the pressure off of it. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's cool. It's kind of changing the mindset. So we obviously focus a lot on career and work because that that's what, we've, that's, that's what we're yeah. about, right? But it's not thinking about your career as a destination, you know, quite often, it's, well, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. We see loads of these images of this is what, how you get success. And there's about a million <laughs> different steps and uh, other ways. But it is so true. There's not a destination here. No. There is no destination. Because when you get to whatever that next milestone in your career is, whether it's a promotion or you're starting a new business or whatever, then that is not the end point for you either. So stop looking to yeah. that as being the answer. Be yeah. at one with where you are now. And most importantly, as you're growing and learning and developing knowledge and skills, develop your mindset alongside it. Yeah. Again, Dan, I cannot tell you, and I know you agree with this, how excited I am for the community that we're trying to build. Yeah. Where women have a safe space to be ambitious, to have a work issue and be able to drop it in a chat like you can get some advice this happened to work today what do you think (laughs) about this yeah and it's the first port of call though isn't it I like literally always go to women for advice quite often because it's like they're in a safe space and it's they understand but I think we have friend groups so we can have friends since we were kids we can have friends we found along the way that we love and cherish the relationships with I know I certainly do but that doesn't mean that they are people that understand what it's to be an entrepreneur they just don't get it so having women to listen and voices to share um, is such a powerful um, tool to have in your life yeah we have talked so much about how much it's been so beneficial to have those people and I suppose going back to even why we've started this whole podcast is we really want to create that for women for other women out there and I'm so excited to build it I don't know about you but I just 
just I'm just raring to go you know I'm, I'm starting out this business I'm in my 20s I don't have it all figured out or know the answer to everything but it's great because I've kind of filled my circle with women who are also on yeah. the same journey I've got Rachel who's part of my Impact 30 course which was a course I joined and it's got young entrepreneurs who are starting out their business and every time that I go through something I'm what what do I do with this or I've just had a day where I'm questioning everything existential crisis you'll drop Rachel a message have you ever experienced this or do you know anyone that can help and straight away she's in there yeah I totally come across it and it's, it's just nice to feel seen and heard by somebody who gets it so I think it's going to be so great to create that space uh, with powering authenticity for other women as well. Yeah, and a little bit more for our listeners around this. Um, I mean, obviously, the podcast is such a great opportunity for Danny and I to discuss the issues that arise for us each week. But also, we will be talking to some incredible women. And we've already recorded some of those episodes. We know that there's loads of amazing conversations coming your way. Um, But more than that, we are building a membership community and there will be weekly coaching calls, access to mindset tools. We'll have masterclasses on specific issues. One of the one that I've done recently, Dan, as you know, is on mastering self-doubt. I think that's so important for so many women. And Danny and I are working currently on um, a project around personal branding so we're going to share a little bit more with you because learning how to tell your story in an authentic way that it will resonate with you is really really powerful so that's probably enough for our first podcast we just kind of wanted it to be a free-flowing conversation and to introduce ourselves to you and we're so excited to talk about you know all the issues that come up for us in future episodes and stick with us because there's going to be lots more to come yeah and I'm so excited for like the future episodes with some of our guests as well because we've recorded some of these already we've got some more in the pipeline with some really really exciting people and their stories I think there's something different to take away from all of them so keep tuned in with us and but thank you for listening and uh, we will see you on the next podcast